I V M. We would like to thank Storytel for sponsoring this show. Storytel is an audiobook platform that lets you hear hundreds of thousands of stories on your mobile, on your PC, wherever you prefer. You can get a great deal by signing up at the URL storytel.com/ivm. So this week I'm going to recommend Watership Down by Richard Adams. It's a quirky book. It's the story of a group of rabbits, how they face the destruction of their den and subsequent escape and journey to their new home. It's funny, it's heartwarming, really cool. It's basically Exodus with rabbits. I think you'll enjoy it if you haven't read it before and let me tell you a little bit about where you can go get it. Go get it at storytel.com/ivm and you know what will happen if you go and sign up on this link. You'll get your first month for just 99 rupees a month instead of 299. That's 200 bucks off. Go get this book right now. You'll really enjoy it. Oh my. If you're listening to this episode, then not only you're alive, but you have also survived the most dramatic, memorable and an unending year of our lifetimes. Even though it sounds unreasonable, there is a weird sense of relief that the year 2020 is finally over. And there is a sense of silent hope that things will get better in 2021. So happy 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 new year to all of you. Welcome to Absolutely Right, the very first graphology based podcast show in India. I am your host Aditi Sarana. I am a graphologist and a high performance coach. When you have an accurate tool like handwriting analysis, you get to see the real picture behind each mask. I feel handwriting strokes are very poetic, and each writer is like a fictional character. I look at them as people with gripping stories. My question to you is, what is your story? Yeah, your story. Aren't you the protagonist, the editor, the dialogue writer, and the director of your own life movie? We all have strong narrative, and that is why, in the same identical situation, how you feel, how you behave, is completely unique. The most relatable example here is the lockdown. Technically, the external situation was identical. We all were confined in our homes, dependent on each other, and connected by social media. However, the internal environment of each person and each mind was completely different two people living under the same roof or even in the same room experienced this lockdown in a completely different manner do you know why it is not about what they did but about how they felt when they did it as a creator of your life movie you get to decide a lot but one thing you cannot control you do not get to write the script the situations people even the environment or culture around you designs it for you but other than that one thing everything else can be in your hands you have a lot of creative freedom you can decide how to shape your character as an adult how to edit your memories before recklessly playing them over and over again what to write as your internal or external dialogues and needless to say things like your costume your makeup your hair and whatever cinematography that you do with your selfie camera and hajar filters Basically you can exercise your creativity to design your life. In this new year I would request you to exercise your creative freedom thoughtfully instead of sulking fighting overthinking or even fretting about the script that is not in your control let's start looking at things that you can change. Let's take Mr Bachchan's example. Do you remember any movie in the last 10 years where Mr Bachchan has not done justice to his role? in a hit super hit blockbuster or even a flop movie his work or his presence has always stood out stop thinking about bade mia chote mia it wasn't in the last 10 years i know i checked you got my point right take any actor athlete high performer in the rigmarole of getting everything else right they do not forget their own creative freedom 
they know how to step into their state of flow their ikigai their effortlessness or as they call it in sanskrit prayatna chaitilya state on command now let me give you a scenario imagine some day you and i meet for a cup of tea i hope that happens soon we're sitting in a nice cafe with a beautiful view and suddenly we spot a man running you say i think i saw a dog chasing that man i say no i can't see a dog i actually saw a kite he must be after that kite the server who's there to take our order says no no ma'am he is a regular customer he is running because he is preparing for a marathon with all those motives reasons external things his action his script his external scenario is the same running from point a to point b however with each motive his experience his internal environment is completely different while achieving our life goals aspirations or even intentions most people get so hooked onto the results that they completely forget how they feel about what they are doing how they are shaping their internal environment and in the hard pause of 2020 all of us were forced to look at that internal environment in yoga sutra patanjali recommends a crucial assignment called swadhyay swa means self and adhyay means study the word is interchangeably used as self study or study of the self or self observation swadhyay is a practice of regularly and if possible daily being aware of your feelings emotions and thoughts and using that awareness as your gps mechanism going back to the example if you are being chased by the dogs of your fears you may run but only until the fears chase you if you are running behind a kite of your desires and dreams then you will run until you catch that kite however when you're preparing for a marathon you're focused on the capacity building or skill building you would wear your favorite shoes listen to your favorite music or podcast and choose the path that you like you review what you have done in that run and what can you do to make your run better or smoother you run for yourself you run because you enjoy the process you run for the run the simplest way to do swadhyay is to use handwritten journaling Though our thoughts and emotions are mental activities, its impact is physical. You feel your joy in your body. You feel light on your feet. You feel like jumping. When you feel excited, you feel butterflies in your tummy. Fear creates a pit in the stomach, and stress makes your shoulders feel heavy. Thoughts generate emotions, and emotions have real physical expressions. When you use handwritten journaling, you actually use your body movement to let out all your stuck emotions. One of my teachers once said the nature of human mind is not to be like a monkey but to be joyful water knows how to flow a bird knows how to fly a seed knows how to become a tree and a human mind knows how to grow and be joyful all coaches therapists podcasters youtubers influencers including myself can give you tools but you are the director and creator of your life movie if you do not design how you choose to feel then you start living life by accident while being triggered by people's choices and being subjected to their moods and their understanding and if they don't validate you you sense that self doubt julia cameron the author of one of the transformational books known to us the artist way says many blocked people are actually very powerful and creative personalities who have been made to feel guilty about their own strengths and their gifts what if the guilt that you feel the doubt that you experience is just misunderstood strength You are the only person who can actually unleash that potential. So instead of living with the old patterns and our old anxieties, 
let's make different choices in 2021. So here are five everyday handwritten journaling practices to make self-awareness or swadhyay your GPS tool. Point number one, gratitude journal. Yeah, yeah, I know gratitude journaling. I used to do it many years ago. You know that. I told my younger sister who learned this from me. Tai, I remember you saying that it is not enough to know about this journaling, but the actual magic is in doing it. And I think it's high time. And I think you need to do it right away. And I think you need to start it all over again. Without waiting for my response, she handed me this beautiful book made out of handmade paper and a leather embossing cover. I definitely fell for it. But I needed that gift, especially in the toughest phase of my life. In the middle of the drama, I saw how powerful it is to change your perspective and look at things with gratitude. Most people ask me, but what if I run out of things to be grateful for? Then what do I do? My request, do not fake it because you would never make it that way. Do not write things that you're supposed to be grateful for. Pick things that you're genuinely, genuinely feeling happy about, thankful about. Write one human connection, anybody's connection under the sun that makes you feel grateful. Pick any small thing, like a small object on your desk, your mug, the smell of the coffee in the morning. Anything would do. But make sure that your connection is genuine here. Point number two, graphotherapy. As a high-performance coach, my secret sauce of creating great results with people, especially leaders, is graphotherapy. This unheard method is highly powerful. Simple handwriting strokes practiced repetitively, along with breath coordination, create massive behavioral shift. I know it sounds too simple to believe, so we have created a dedicated page for you to test it, try it, and experiment with it. Go to aditisurana.com slash kamasutra and watch this in-depth explanation video about a powerful stroke called flow of thoughts. That stroke induces calmness and makes you feel definitely at ease. Give it seven days and then decide whether you like it or not. Let me repeat the link. It's aditisunana.com slash kamasutra, C-A-L-M, kamasutra. Point number three, change what if to if what. If overthinking is your problem, then try this journaling technique for sure. I call it what if to if what journal. On the left side of the page, write what if on the top and write all those things that worry you. All your thoughts, all your emotions, but write them as pointers and number them. Keep writing until you feel completely conveyed. Do not stop. This will give an outlet to your stuck emotions. But do that only on the left side. Now on the right side of the page, pick each number and start finding a possible solution. So the title is if dash what dash. So for example, you say, if point number one occurs, then what will I do? If point number two occurs, then what will I do? So point by point, you go and find the possible solutions to your problem. It's a mental exercise, I agree. You may or may not be able to implement all the solutions. But this practice allows your brain to have multiple perspectives in any given situation. Point number four, what else? The toughest part of the most complicated situations in our life is that we do not wish to face it. We don't want to accept it. A part of us keeps resisting it, expecting others to change or step up and rely on other things which are beyond our control to alter themselves. Now, when all of this fails, we realize that we do not have any choice but to accept what is happening. But what if we do it in the beginning by asking this question, what else? 
which means if i accept the situation which is in front of me whatever is my problem and ask myself what else can i do here like a mental chess game you can really create mental simulations and think about all the alternate options get all your emotions judgments resentment on paper before you start that so when you start writing the situation describe it to the fullest and then ask what else can i do here come up with five to six options this will require some practice but as you get a hang of it your mind will start thinking of options every time you feel trapped point number 5 what's next if you haven't heard of mihai chiksen mihai then please go to youtube and just type ted talk flow this austrian psychologist has done some great work on decoding high intensity performance mindset he calls it the state of flow whenever people feel in the zone in their element they describe it as they are in a flow and that's what he does according to him you need to pursue that state i have explored this concept in our episode number 4 on absolutely right podcast check it out thank you so much for joining me on this episode of absolutely right if it has impacted you in any way if you have learned something new please be the first one to create that impact on others find a buddy you can do your journaling with it helps to have a partner in crime who can really keep a tab on you teach them whatever you have learned in this conversation each month i teach one graphology masterclass i invite you to join me this month on a fascinating journey your handwriting can help you detect your anxiety patterns understand your kids or even hire better our next batch is starting on 9th of jan all the details are mentioned on the website aditisurana.com If you like this podcast then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let's connect on Wednesday. Till then, happy writing. I hope you enjoyed that show. If you aren't following us on social media, please do. We're IBM podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. One more reminder people please go to ivmpodcast.com/survey and help us out it will take you a couple of minutes to fill out this survey but it really is very very helpful for us for the people who do fill out the survey and are willing to drop us their email address we're going to do a special drawing and send out some ivm swag to you so please do help us out with that but what a week has been on the network there's so many things to talk to you all about let me run through some of the biggest highlights really really quickly right so sanjay jha was on cyrus says what an incredible conversation i mean like i can't say enough about it check that out we had hansel mehta on marukinaya's note talking about 1992 scam amazing stuff we had vishal gondal talking to nikhil advani about his career in film On Storytellers and Storytellers, Vinay spoke to Gunjan Arya, the CEO of OML, and Samiksha Onyal from Bacardi about the history of NH7, the Weekender Festival. On Postcards from Nowhere, Utsav had an amazing episode about the Bushmen of Kalahari. Begin the journey. Ashish Vidyarthi talks about career choices. On Nankari, they talk about cake. What a fun show that was! And on this round is on me. We had Dr. Sanjay Arora talking to Gauri about suburban diagnostics and company and what he sees as the future of healthcare in India. And for our Tamil speakers, if you haven't been checking. Checking out Sivakami and Sabatham. Why haven't you? Please do go check that out. Kavita is doing an amazing job telling that story. And with that, I hope to see you again next week. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app 
वेबसाइट और वेर एवर यू गेट ए पॉडकास्ट फ्रॉम